Some women get burned by the fire and some women rise from it. Welcome to the Born to Rise Society podcast with Laura Sanzo, where goddesses come to rise and go from survivor mode to creation mode. Are you ready, goddess? Welcome everyone to another episode of the Born to Rise Society podcast with Laura Sanzo. I'm your host, Laura Sanzo, and I'm so excited. Honestly, I just I told my guests, I feel emotional almost. Like it's just, it's been such an incredible week energetically and it's such an honor to have you here today so my guest today is Gita Hershey I hope I said that right Gita is a holistic healer and transformational guide and she's just one of the most incredible women I've ever met I have to say honestly um besides the the tools that she uses and the modalities that she uses uh, uses and her content she just energetically is just such a special person thank you so much you're honoring us with your time and your life thank you thank you Laura for having me it's such a pleasure to be asked to be on your podcast what an honor I was listening to some of your other speakers and they're all super amazing and I was just floored by some of the talks that you've had and the questions that you asked and I was so excited to be here today and I'm so glad to be able to empower and share that's um, what I have such a huge passion for and exactly that's exactly what I wanted to create this podcast to be able to give that platform to women to just share their light and so I want to start here because like I said from the top we are very much living in a very energetic changing i feel like it's changing by the minute almost i don't know if you can agree with that time in our lives when we're recording this can you shine some light into what's happening right now it's a lot of energy i kind of the way i'm feeling is almost like a healing energy like the shift of power is happening we're just gonna be moving in a different way i don't know if i'm feeling the right things i don't know such a thing as feeling the right things but let me know what you're feeling and what we should all be feeling You're totally right. There's a couple of things happening. You know, way back in June, all the planetary shifts started happening. So it started back then. And as the months get go on, you know, the, the energy got stronger and stronger. And there were so many planets in retrograde. And so we, the individuals, have been feeling the repercussions of that. But to just take it a little bit broader... It is all of the individuals that make up the collective. And over time, the collective has been asking, or all the individuals have been asking. So when that energy comes so high, there has to be a shift. There is a shift in power. And there's a gateways. We've gone through so many gateways in the last few months, you know, and portals. And these gateways are opening that opportunity for us to resonate and live and exist on a higher level because, okay, not only are we individually as people ascending and growing and expanding, which is the natural evolution of our birth, but as a planet, we are as well. You know, think about it. Things have been changing and the power, like you said, is shifting. But now, if you think about the fact that more is the mantra of the world, okay, Mm -hmm. because once a soul exists, it cannot not exist. It's just like a thought. Once it exists, it cannot be unthought. So once you are a soul, the soul only continues to exist when it has experiences. So the expansion occurs through the human experiences. So more has to be happening because it's the more experiences that make us evolve. It's the moreness of things that make us grow. It's the moreness of things that make us see things from different perspectives. And it's all these individuals that have been asking that now have collectively the desire is so high that the change has to come. Do you think that this is why 
there's almost been like an up level of the collective in the terms of like there seems to be more healers and more mentors and more coaches and just more servant you know people in these servant roles whatever you want to call them just it just seems like there's just been an abundance flow is it for this purpose to serve at a higher level yes yes because people who are living that will serve from that and there is there is a lot more because more and more people are getting familiar with the fact and accepting the fact that energy is a real thing if you think about it decades ago it was it was almost like a forbidden language like spirituality is woo woo and then the secret happened and it was almost like that permission for society to move forward into making this mainstream and more and more and more people are realizing that we are vibrational beings living on a vibrational planet and so more people as we ascend are tuning into that high frequency energy this there's no way you can deny it anymore it's like unavoidable like whether you know about the universal laws or law of attraction or not you live in it by default so much more delicious to know it and use it to your benefit you know i always say that it's always more delicious when you know so that you can use it to ground your energy to get what you want to not go through the pain the suffering the efforting the resistance because if you're nipping those things in the bud you're reducing that and then you can get to where you want with so much more ease so more people are rising up more people are leveling up more people are tuning in because you agreed to that before you were born Mm-hmm. Before we were born, we all agreed we're going to come here. We're going to tune into the frequency of who we really, really, really are—the authentic version of who we are. The larger portion of us, which is non-physical, not this little sliver of us that's just experiencing this human life, which is super, super essential for the soul's expansion. This human piece has to happen. But if you think about it, I always say, if you look at a pen, the tip of a pen. is silver right in this case this pen is silver that's the size of what our human contribution is and our brain is beautiful and wonderful but it is limited in that it can only see what we see in this lifetime the larger portion of us so if you look at this pen this blue extension right is the size comparatively our inner being our soul is larger multitude sizes more than what our human size is and we can see things from broader perspective so we get the guidance from this inner being that leads us it's just like your navigator step by step inch by inch take these steps to get whatever it is you want tangible or intangible whether you're trying to manifest a house or happiness it doesn't matter where you what you're reaching for your inner being has got your back all day every day guiding you directing you supporting you basking in the beautifulness of who you are and wants you to be successful so there's that constant guidance leading us to all the things that we said we knew before we were born we knew there would be variety and we would only focus on the things that bring us joy but of course you know we come here and then we look at all the things that we don't that are not pleasing to us i was going to say it almost it. Well, this is it. I was going to say it's just you just saying that it just wants me to just worry less and allow more. Yes. Right? And literally, literally that's what it is. Yeah. To just tune into that and then allowing more because you don't really have to effort. You know, adding resistance is what we are practiced at. But once you make that choice, you and I talked about, you know, the difference between 3D living and 5D living. 
And once you make that decision to tune into your source's energy, which is infinite, then you can live from that place in every minute of every day. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have a human moment and, you know, just respond, react to situations or circumstances. You might have a knee-jerk reaction to uh, external circumstances, but you also know how to tune into inner being. And so it's quick to jump from I'm out of alignment, out of sorts, I'm off into I know what alignment is. I know where to get into alignment. I know how to get into alignment. Once you have access to that, once you've tasted it, it's hard to go back to, you know, the drama of the regular world and choosing to focus on negative things. It becomes a practice habit that you choose to only look at, at things that bring you joy. And it's a great place to be living, I must say. Well, I look at you and you're just vibrating at a whole different level. So I believe you. <laughs> so you had talked about law of attraction and you mentioned the secret. So I just want to stay there for a second. You say um, law of attraction is asking desires are born from experience, followed by source answering vibrationally, followed by allowing allowance in the form of the vibrational match of that which you are asking for or commonly known as alignment. So from your from your experience with your clients, what have you, where do you where do you find that people have the most difficulty in that in that process of asking, believing and receiving? I think one is actually identifying what resistance looks like. I think we're so accustomed to living in a certain way, which is the what is, what's happening in your world right now. So it's so hard to look away from your reality of, I don't have dollars in the bank. I don't have a job. I don't have a partner, a lover in my bed. I don't have food in my fridge. The what is can sometimes be very dominant in our energy field. And so we find it difficult to identify the resistance and move into the vortex energy of what could be. That what is, is temporary. By reaching for one new thought, you can reach into a new experience. And the second part that I think that people struggle with is step number three. Step number one is very easy. I ask for what I want. By virtue of our existence, we're already asking whether we know it or not. Step number two, we're not involved with. Source lines up all the cooperative components, right place, right time, right people, rightness of everything over all lifetimes that we've asked for and sets those cooperative components into motion. And the minute we ask, there's 3,000 avenues on how you can get there and a hundred light up immediately. So whichever path you take, you'll never off your path. You're going to still reach your same destination. Step number three is where our work comes in and where people hmm, struggle, vacillate a little bit. It's hard to, for people to recognize the feeling place, that vibrational place. And they're saying to me, you know, often they say, I'm being positive, I'm being positive. But positive words and vibrating at the frequency of what you want is two different things. And that's the important distinction that most people don't get. So the finding the actual feeling place of what they want, that alignment, that point of alignment. And of course, defining the word alignment is sometimes difficult for certain individuals. Alignment means I'm not, misalignment means I'm not seeing it like the way my source is seeing it. Mm. There's a differential between how source is seeing it and I'm seeing it. Therefore, we have a negative emotion within us. So when you raise your vibration and you look for that feeling, and you can find that feeling anywhere. You can find it in memories. You can find it in external resources. It doesn't matter where you reference the feeling place of this. Once you attach yourself to the feeling place of it, 
and practice it. Practice it enough till it gains momentum. Practice it enough till you get steady in the vibration of it. Then that closes the gap and manifestation of fruition occurs and you get what you want. So I think you answered this, but just let's go back to the vortex for a minute. Because a lot of people that are listening to this are not going to, unless they're familiar with like Hicks, they're not really going to know like vortex per se is. So basically everything that we desire is in the vortex. We're just not vibrationally at the frequency of it, right? So how do you like talk to a client that, you know, is kind of new to this and would say to you, well, how can I get in the feeling of having something that I don't physically have in my physical world as of yet? So getting, you had just mentioned getting into the feeling of it and practicing it. Yes, and that's where your tool belt comes in. So while you're trying to find the feeling place of it, there's an array of tools or processes that you can use, right? And using your imagination, making it up. So the the reality of the situation is that you would never have received the thought to get that desire if the desire was not available to you or the universe could not deliver it to you. So your desires would be different from mine and mine are relevant to me because I can achieve them just like with you. So we're not going to be able to get the same desires. We're not going to be, not necessarily receive the same desires. We'll receive different desires because what you've experienced and what I've experienced or want can be in two different places. So if you receive a desire, then it's meant for you and you can achieve it is 100% achievable. Otherwise you would not have received that desire. So in that, in that way, you can use your imagination. That's when you pull out magazines, TV shows, movies, but your imagination is your biggest tool. How would you like to feel when you get to that thing, when you have that thing, what do you think it would be like? And the only reason we're reaching for that desire is because we think it will make us feel happy, as we know, which is, in fact, alignment. So if you just stay in alignment all the time, all the things that you want can just come to you. But of course, we humans like to make it more difficult, you know? <laughs> and I love that because imagination is something that we all have access to. Exactly. And it's the biggest tool that we have you you can use visualization you can make you know this is where your vision boards come in your treasure boxes your god box you can watch tv shows you can watch movies you can flick through you can speak to other people ask them about their experiences i'm sure you've witnessed something remember that all of the resources required in step number two is already provided to you so you don't really have to reach that far because your inner being is already giving that to you I have to share as we're talking, I'm getting like such a, an overwhelming like sense of gratitude that's just like organically coming to me. And I love that feeling. So thank you. <laughs> yes, that's your vibration rising right there. Evidence of inner being and source with us right now. <laughs> so you talked about tools and I had to, you, you have what you call bliss box and modalities I use with your clients. And I want to, if you're okay with just going through just a couple of them because they're new to me and if they're new to me. I'm going to assume that they're new to a lot of the listeners that I think they're just super unique and I would love to share. So um, the abundance check. Yes. And if you follow me on any social media, every new moon, I put a reminder there, a gentle reminder so that you can follow the steps. And, and I've written out explanations on my website or on my social media. So the abundance check is when we just 
you know, you can draw a check. People will say, oh, I don't have checks. You know, the bank charges me. It's not about that, guys. It's about you can draw one. You can print one on, on your Google, on your, on, print one from Google. You can make one, you can download them from Google. You can use old checks. It doesn't really matter. But what you want to focus on is what it is you're writing on the check. So in the dates, you put date. In the payee's name, you put your full name. And then in the, in the space where you would normally write the words of how much, you say paid in full. So why do we say paid in full? Paid in full because you cannot project what's going to happen in the future. We're always saying things are changing so much, right? So can you foresee that your washing machine is going to break down? So you might think, oh, my expenses for the month are 5000 my rent, my car, my etc., my bills. But you are not seeing around the corner for an unforeseen circumstance, your car breaking down. So paid in full meaning everything that I need is covered. I love that. And, and, and then, you know, you can use any symbol in the, in the amount where you put the dollar value. And then in the memo, I generally put thank you. And then in the signature line, I put the abundance of the universe. But I want to be super clear about this. This is not only relevant to money or prosperity. And there's a difference between abundance and prosperity. Abundance is having all that you need when you need it. If I'm having a bad day and I need a friend to listen to me, that's abundance. If I need a cup of tea or a hug, that's abundance. Having what you need whenever you need it. So we need to be super careful with distinguishing because there is a distinction between prosperity, which people call money in the bank, dollars, and abundance. You know, abundance is a lot of things, anything that you might need at any time. But money is also energy. And that has a different vibrational frequency compared to prosperity or abundance. I, I love that paid in full because I feel sometimes people get um, held up on numbers. Yes. And you know what I mean? And when they, let's say, just they want to manifest like $10,000, like they just get so held up on that number and that's where the block comes in. So I love that paid in full. Yes. And if I can interject there, the number story has a little bit of resistance. Number one, what if it's a number that you're reaching for that's too high and within you, you're vibrating at the level of, I really can't get that. Yeah. So you're saying, I want $10,000 or I want $10 million, but you're vibrating off, it's not possible. See, the feeling place of that doesn't match. That's a great example. So therefore, a number could hinder your process. And also, you're also limiting. When you put a number, you're saying to the universe, please don't give me more than 10000 yeah. Which, of course, we don't want to do. We want to say bring all plus more, even better than what I've asked for. I love that. So Aquastic Records, we had talked about this the first time we spoke. So, so intriguing. I think people are just going to eat this up. So just for those who don't know, Akashic Records is a soul reading in one sentence. But ever since man or uh, energy existed, every thought, every deed, every experience, every emotion... Everything is recorded somewhere because, as we said initially, when the thought is thought, cannot be unthought. It exists already. So all of these experiences are recorded in a library of information. Some people call it the Book of Life, the Soul Library of Information. You know, there's several names, just like we have several names for the universal God. And it's just that place of infinite wisdom. So when you have an Akashic record reading with me, we're accessing this place of infinite wisdom and then we're narrowing down your soul's journey 
and asking questions based on this life. How can your past or your infinite wisdom from your inner being, ascended masters and teachers or loved ones who have passed, if you believe in angels, all of those energies are available to help guide you through anything that you want to ask about. And no topic is off limits. You can literally ask for anything in the Akashic Records. You can ask about anything past, present, future. And it just often for those people who are tuned in, it's a confirmation or an affirmation that they're moving in the right direction, that, that their intuition was correct. But there's others who don't know anything that come for readings and their minds are blown. And it is genuinely a mind-blowing experience because you're accessing your soul from all lifetimes, not just the one you're presently in this body experiencing. You know, it's all lifetimes. It's super powerful, I have to tell you. It's super powerful. Oh, yeah, 100%. Anonymy, chart of emotion. Yes. So, you know, we have to remember that issues are held in the tissues. So if you're a physical light worker, you know, we all start on that physical level before we go to the different subtle energy bodies, before we work on the soul, right? But the issues will always be held in the tissues. So there's some conscious things that are held in within us. And there's things that we might know we're deliberately doing to sabotage our well-being or we might not be taking self-care or nurturing ourselves enough. And so each part of the body represents an area. So I'd like to post a chart of that on, you know, because most people will be listening to this. So, for example, if you constantly have pain in your hip, that's the fear of moving forward. If you are having knee issues, uh, you know, is it a... And an ability to direction in which you want to move. And our organs, our endocrine system, all of that holds energy or has a reason for emotions. So, for example, like the liver, like I'm working on my liver right now. The liver is the, is the organ that stores anger, frustration, and Mars is in retrograde right now. And that end of the planetary energy is here. So a lot of people are feeling fiery. And they're like, I don't understand why I'm just so irritable. Well, A, Mars is in retrograde, which affects our physical bodies. And our liver is working over time to process that anger, that frustration, that depression. You know, people are struggling to be indoors with COVID. So feeling depressed is something natural right now. And so our body is a representation of where we're holding our emotions. So when a client comes to you and says, oh, my God, I got a lot of pain in my shoulder. Well, are you holding weight of the world on your shoulders? Nobody can do it like you can do it. And you're the only person who can do it. That's a very mom archetype energy, you know. No, I was going to say my family laughs at me because every time like something comes up in my body, I'm like, well, I'm just going to go for Reiki. <laughs> right? and, my, and my family's a little bit more like Western medicine, right? So my mom's like, you, you still need to go to a doctor. I'm like, mm, possibly. Yes, and the Reiki energy moves or unblocks the energy that stalls or stagnates, you know. So Reiki is a good tool. Chakras, Reiki, there's so many modalities. We are so blessed to live in a planet that has such a variety of options. Like you said, there's so many more light workers right now, and they're coming up with so many different modalities. Yeah. And new stuff is popping up all the time. And we have so blessed to be able to access any of those things to get a shift in our own energy, in our own well-being. We can, we, we are just have 
we, we are creating something for the new generations. Yeah. We are laying the foundation for that next generation. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We had, I think we had talked about this prior to um, starting, starting to record the daily five minute energy medicine routine. Oh, yes. So I was showing you some, um, you know, as we walk around this world, we are naturally affected by our emotions, from pollution, from stress, external, internal. And so the five minute energy healing uh, medicine is something you can do to make sure that all your systems are connected in the morning. It's part of my daily practice, you know, is your heart and your head talking to each other. Yeah. Is your left hemisphere talking to your right hemisphere? Because things get disconnected along the way. You have an argument with somebody, you have a disagreement. Your own thoughts could disconnect your own systems. So I love just strengthening my own energy every single morning. And I put together, I've taken, this is, you have to give Donna Eden credit for this. She is the brilliant energy medicine woman that I studied with a long time ago, but even though it's years and years later, I've been using it every day. I help my clients. I teach my clients if they're struggling to work through processes or to absorb things. And it really just makes sure that you all systems are full blast and that you can process and you can absorb and you know what's yours and what's not yours. You know, it's so important to know where to draw the line between what is yours and what you have to clean out and recalibrate or clean, cleanse your vibration or energy and what belongs to somebody else and the ability to let that go. You and I were talking about how difficult that is when we even sometimes when we know it's not ours, it's hard for us to let it go. So when we have a great tool belt, these things help us. And of course, if you're starting your day with strong energy, just like if you start your day in the vortex with meditation, then it's so much easier to navigate your day than going out into the world, hitting a speed bump, and then trying to do energy medicine or getting into the vortex. Much more difficult. Doable, but much more difficult. So it's always, for me, it's all about pre-paving the energy. Before I go out there, before I start my work, I'm my number one first client of the day. So we have to prepare ourselves. If I'm going to work, you know, each individual should prepare their system and not take their bodies or their energies for, for granted. You've got to feed it. You've got to nourish it. You've got to soothe it. You've got to, you know, nurture it just like any other harvest or any other plant, any other anything. It grows or it supports you when you feed it. Do you do like an afternoon check-in as well with your energy? Oh, every, between every client, every, yes, morning, afternoon, evening, and then shifting gears, you know, getting into receptive mode to go to work and then switching receptive mode off in the evening to go into relaxation. Because as for somebody like me who, who channels, you know, source can keep giving you information and then you're like, okay, well, source, I'm done with work. And you're still receiving information for clients that you've worked with. So setting those boundaries with your own inner being and your source energy is super important. Like I'm at my desk and we're going to be working and I can receive. But when I'm in my bedroom, source, you're not allowed to come and download or give me information about other clients because that's where you want to be resting. So it's important to know how to communicate with your source that it supports you the best. I love that. That, that's, that in itself is so powerful. You know, especially as light workers, we have to take extra care 
of our energy because like we said, we absorb other people's energy, we're empaths, some of us are empaths, you know, and so we work with a lot and we can take that all in. And of course, we know that doesn't serve us to take on other people's things. So it's important to make sure you cleanse, you sage, you use your tools to distinguish when your day is starting, when your day is stopping, to segments, you know, segments. Segment intention is one of my biggest and most favorite tools besides rampaging. Now I'm going to sit and I'm going to relax and I'm going to have my cup of tea. Now I'm going to be at work. And so putting the intention of what I'm going to focus on right now summons the energy of the divine within you to honor each part of what you're doing in your day. I, I love that even for people that are necessarily, like not even in the energy sense, but just even... No, yes, this is applicable to everybody. Yeah. Extra for us energy healers, but this is in everybody. I'm going to drive to work right now, you know, so that you're protected in traffic, going through ease and flow, and that your inner being is guiding your driving. It doesn't matter what kind of a job you have or where you're going. You could be going to visit family. You still want your inner being's guidance to navigate your driving. Well, some people, they need find more guidance when they're going to visit their families. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Bad example. But, you know, I really do believe in this right now. The way what I'm focused on is um, thinking is passe. My obligation on my own personal journey is to tune into every single nudge and impulse that source gives me and follow it even when I don't know where it's leading. And at the end, sometimes I play with the energy and I see that, yes, source obviously always knows better than what we do. And so it's to not question, but just simply to trust. And that's what I'm trying to reside right now. I have a question that just came, just I got the download for. How much do you think that the shift is going to continue in terms of people really being open to, you know, look at alternative medicine, whether you want to call it alternative medicine, mind-body medicine, whatever, you know, people want to call it. There seems to be such a shift happening, especially this past year. How much great of a shift do you think there's going to be that people are going to really be open to different modalities and not necessarily not looking to Western medicine, but just open to, you know, different things? I think it's going to be in a really, really, really big way. It's the, it, the ascension process of an individual cannot stop. Expansion cannot stop. That's why more is the mantra of the world. So the more exposure we get to variety of things, the more new things are being created, right? So this is going to be in a large way forever and ever. It's not going to stop. It's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And more modalities are going to be created along the way. They're going to be new generations, new minds with creative. Just think about it. Before email existed, we didn't know any differently. And, but before we were born, we also said, I'm going to come and go beyond thought that already exists. And therefore, I'm going to create something that doesn't exist. And somebody created email. Somebody created social media. Somebody created a car that we can drive without turning a key. You know, so there's this creation that is, will continue to happen for the rest of eternity. And this, let's call it alternative modalities, is going to be extending forever and ever and ever. It's going to definitely get larger. More and more people are going to be going to investigate the opportunities of that because there's already scientific evidence that Eastern medicine works faster. Now, let's not be quick to say that there isn't a place for Western medicine because trust me, if you break a bone, 
You fall down, you're running to the hospital. You need a ventilator, you're running to the hospital. So it's important to understand that everything plays a role. Every single thing plays a role. And I'm just going to quickly extend into even those negative circumstances of what we don't desire, like, like that we don't like, for example, the war. It serves a role. The politics, it serves a role. Negative energy, it serves a role. Contrast, it serves a role. Because if we didn't have that, we wouldn't know what we did want. It's in knowing of what we don't want that we can see clearly what we do want and can move towards that. So it's important to understand that every piece plays an integral part in the entire journey of everyone. And because people are also at different points of alignment. So there's some people right now who don't believe in, in Eastern alternative healing. But as the generations will come in the future, this, that's going to extend into everybody's going to have access to knowing. And then the choice gets bigger. You'll be able to choose more. Right now, people think, oh, I have to go to a doctor. So they think that there's no choice. But we are born in freedom, so we always have choice. Maybe you just don't know about it, but there is always. And that's what empowerment is. Empowerment is, I know there's a choice. You had talked about meditation. I want to go back there for a second. How important is meditation? I feel sometimes in Western society, meditation has kind of taken more of a trend role and kind of gone away from the true essence of what really meditation does or is meant to do and the purpose of it. I don't know if you agree with that. I just feel sometimes it's just become like a trend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm meditating. And it's just, you know, <laughs> yes. I, I think for a while, you know, just like everything, it becomes a fad, but there is such value in meditation. The laws of the universe are based on meditation. The laws of attraction are based on the process of meditation because you will agree that before we were born, we came from pure source energy and we knew we were pure source energy coming into a planet with a variety. But then we came here, we obviously get derailed by what society, culture and the things that we are taught. And so the noise of the world is louder than the voice of our inner being. But one of the things that we said before we were born is I'll stay tuned to my voice, my inner being. So the meditation process allows you to lower the noise of the world and allows you to increase the volume on hearing and tuning into the voice of the inner being. Now, let me be very clear in the distinction of this. This does not include guided meditation. We're talking about mindful meditation, following the breath or just stillness silence because when you're using guided meditation there are words there's music if you're looking at something those things can invoke a thought a memory so then your mind is on that not on silencing or stilling so that you can hear your inner being it's important to know that there's a distinction and again each piece serves some part of us for example if you've had a long day a guided meditation is beautiful at the end of the day but to get into the vortex a silent meditation in the morning is the best way to increase the volume of accessing and tuning into alignment, into your inner being, and then building that relationship with your inner being. So for people that, you know, I've heard a lot of people say it's, it's hard for them to, you know, kind of tune out the noise if they don't, without a guided meditation, just kind of like be still and listen to your breath. Would you say to them that practice will kind of help that? I have to be honest with you. 
it takes 50 to 60 days of consistent. Consistency is the key word. If you sit first thing in the morning for 15 minutes, and obviously the first couple of days, you're going to have a lot of thoughts. It's natural because you're, that is the job of the mind. Let me interject and let me make you think about things that are happening in your world. So, but the more you show up and the more you stay with the practice, you're right, it's all about the practice, the number of thoughts do begin to decrease. And when you focus on, for example, I focus on my breath. So when you're focusing on the value of the in-breath and out-breath, you're following the breath. Now you're not thinking about what I need to do later. It's a trick. You're actually doing something with your mind. You're focusing on the breath. But that focus allows your your systems to open, your chakras to open. And exactly what you want is to increase the volume of hearing your inner being step-by-step guidance. Why do you want to effort and think when your inner being has all the answers from a much better infinite space than you could ever calculate. So for me, it's so important to, for, to, for people to understand that, yes, it is the practice, but it's the consistency of the practice. Because if you meditate here and then you meditate three weeks later, it doesn't yield the same result. Like it, anything, really. Yes, exactly. It might give you peace in that moment and just lower you know, resistance or make you feel calmer. It has a benefit for the moment. But for the reasons that we're talking about, getting into the flow of the universe, tuning into your inner being, using this as a point of manifestation and living a, a peaceful, prosperous, balanced uh, life, then, then you want to approach it with, I'm wanting to access the inner being's guidance. I think I said this in, a, in another episode, I, the world would be just a different place if people just knew how to just focus on their breath, even for a few minutes a day even- and just... Right. So let's let's just say this. If you're in a dispute with somebody, in a disagreement, or you're having words, a heated moment, one breath, yeah. one breath can change the energy of that entire situation. My son, my son has autism, and that's something I taught him when he was in like kindergarten. So very young, just how to just we used to call it belly breathe because there used to be like a yes. episode that would just like teach the kids how to belly breathe. But that's in essence of what it was. It was just really just focusing on the breath and just just, you know, getting in that moment of just focusing on the breath and forgetting about everything else that was happening around them. Yes, because it grounds your energy. It brings you present to the moment. It allows you that that split second to respond rather than react. So it's very, very important to be connected to your breath. I would say that's the, one of the most important tools. Besides the fact, no breath, no life, you know, prana is our life force. <laughs> and, and it's funny, we take it so for granted. Absolutely. We take it for granted. And, you know, it's important to, in the morning, just take a moment while you're laying in bed to just maybe touch your body, put your hand on your belly or your heart, any part of you, and just take that conscious breath. And just check in with yourself. Maybe even just saying a little hi or hello or how are you or, you know, good morning to the breath. Like, you know, just that little something of acknowledgement. Like I say, good morning to the universe. You know, just something. You have to make that acknowledgement happen for yourself. And, And it adds to the nurturing process. And allows you to practice how to get in the moment because we're just like living in that robotic state that we just do yes. moments that almost feels like. Right. And like you said, you take the breath for granted. And so when you're practicing this on a conscious level, mindfully, 
then you, you learn how not to take the breath for granted. You said that you've got to accept that it is done before you start closing the gap. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yes. Oh my God. I was just talking about that in such a big way with somebody yesterday. So let's say, for example, you are wanting to reach for a desire, okay? And you keep thinking, well, I can't, I want that. I want that. I want that. In the wanting of it, you're acknowledging that it's not present. So you're not closing the gap. There's a distinction between I don't have it and I have it. So think of a task. Like when a task is complete, it has a certain feeling of satisfaction. It has a certain feeling of fulfillment, right? Now think of a task that you are in the middle of or yet to do. Doesn't the frequency or the energy of that feel different? Right. Okay. So there's a distinction between those two things. So when you're wanting to, to, um, to attract something or manifest or have a desire in mind, you want to operate or reach for the feeling of it's complete. Because if you don't acknowledge that it's done and that you don't reach for the vibrational feeling place of that doneness, then you cannot go into it because then you're still going to be vibrating on the level of, well, it's not here yet. It's not here and it's here is two different vibrational places. So where are you vibrating? Not just with your words, because the universe does not know words. So we don't want to just be, and a lot of people get confused with, well, I'm positive. I'm using positive words. But vibrating on something and saying something is two different things. And that's very important for people to know. Yeah, that's why, like, for a lot of people, I find, even for myself at some point, like, affirmations didn't work because I wasn't energetic. Yes, affirmation. Correct. Affirmations. And I know you're such a fan of affirmations. And I was listening to all of your questions from your other podcasts, read, uh, um, um, listening to all your other podcasts. And affirmations work when you reach for something that's within the vicinity of where you currently vibrated. So, for example, if you have $1 in your bank account and you're wanting to reach for more dollars, reaching for even $200 might be too much of a quantum leap in that moment. But could you reach for $10? Yes. So you want to be in the vicinity of what you're reaching for. So your affirmations have to be in the vicinity of where you're currently vibrating, and that is believable to you. Because if you don't believe it, all the repetition of the words will not make that affirmation happen for you. It has to be something that you personally are reaching for and acknowledging that it's done, that closes the gap, that makes the affirmation work. That's why I think acknowledging incremental increases is increases yes. so powerful. Incremental is so much better because it comes at a pace in which we can handle. It comes at a pace in which we can interpret. It comes at a pace which we can understand. It comes at a, as a space at a pace which we can handle. It doesn't feel overwhelming. That's why tuning into your inner being allows it to come to you in, 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 incremental, in increments. It doesn't just drop down on you. It, it's, it's something, if you've got everything that you ask for right now, every single thing that you ask for in all lifetimes, you would not be able to handle it. The path of least resistance and the path of most allowance oh, yes, are favorite. the same path. Can you just navigate us through those two paths a little bit? So when we have resistance, it is the thing that keeps us away from our fruition of whatever we're trying to manifest. So whatever you're asking for, the only reason you don't get it into your life or into your experience or into your reality is because there's a little bit of resistance or a lot of resistance 
or there's a contradiction in your thinking. So the resistance, once you lower the resistance, the inner being will creep in through the crack of least resistance. Anywhere that you got the crack, inner being will seep in there and give you the information that you that you need. So instead of fighting against something, it's better to find your path of least resistance, which will give you the path of allowing. The allowing part is where we trust our inner being is bringing us the directions and what we need to get. And we follow those nudges to fruition. So if we're in full resistance, we can't hear the instructions from our inner being. But it's important for us to lower our resistance. If you lower your resistance, mm. notice that the opposite end of this pen is going up, right? So the allowance, resist. there's only two directions in life, allowing and resisting. So you're either resisting and increasing the resistance, which lowers allowance, or you're lowering your resistance, which increases allow, allowance. For someone that's going to listen to this and they're very new to law of attraction, can you define resistance to them, for them? Resistance? Yeah. Resistance is when we, again, are not seeing it like the way source is seeing it. Okay. Or we're doing things or thinking things that are not a vibrational match to whatever we've asked for. So remember, step number one is when we ask for things, right? So for example, when you're saying, I would like to, I'd like to buy a Porsche. I just love fast cars. And then you're having thoughts about, I don't have enough dollars in my bag, or I have a job that doesn't, isn't Porsche numbers. Then there's a contradiction in that. So your resistance is high because you're holding on to those thoughts that don't serve you. Instead of lowering your resistance and saying something like, well, it's none of my business how it comes because how is the job of inner being, right? So in knowing that you can be a cooperative component in your own journey is where you lower the resistance. When we feel bad, when we have negative thoughts, negative emotions, negative activity, negative anything, then we're in resistance. When we do things that are pleasing, we're in allowance. So anything that doesn't make you feel good, whether it's a thought, an action, a deed, does not matter. That's evidence of resistance. This is a perfect segue to satisfaction because you talk a lot about satisfaction. How important is satisfaction and appreciation to the manifestation process? So if you don't have satisfaction, then you can't really, it stagnates the moving forward. Because from satisfaction, so the universal principle says, satisfied and eager for more. Right. If I'm satisfied with what I have, then I can get to more faster. But if I'm not satisfied and I'm standing here complaining and 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 criticizing what I do have or the not enoughness of what I have, then it 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 creates a bigger resistance. And the gap between your more doesn't close as fast. So in satisfaction, for example. If I'm a single mom and I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment and I would like more place, more space in my home, the natural thought would be, I wish I had two-bedroom place, right? More place for my kids. So in the wanting of more, you first want to be satisfied. I'm actually super appreciative that I actually do have a current roof over my head. I do have a place to lay my head. From satisfaction, you can move to more. 
but I'm going to complain about, oh my God, this is not enough. And it's never enough. There's not enough place. Everything's broken. Nothing. Then you can't go to allow mode or receptive mode from there. It doesn't work as well. The gap is too big. There's too much resistance in there. The contradiction is too big. So satisfaction is so important because when you're satisfied, even though you don't have everything right now, from that point of satisfaction, you can, you, you are in alignment. I'm satisfied with what I've got. Doesn't mean I can't reach for more because more will always be the mantra of the world. When you make that first million, you're going to want more. But you can't stay in, I'm not satisfied with my one million. Then you can't reach for more two million. Well, that's why, because they say, you know, sometimes the biggest climb for somebody isn't even to that initial like six figures, let's say, but it's like six figures and beyond. Correct. Correct. But you've got to acknowledge, the acknowledging of what you currently have in the pleasantness, not in the complaining world. The acknowledging of what you have, that's when the word appreciation comes in. When I appreciate what I have, the things I have appreciate. Think about the word investment. Your money appreciates in value, right? Gains interest. So what you appreciate, appreciates because what we focus on expands. So when you're focused on appreciating what we have or satisfied with what we have, then the universe can give you more things to be satisfied of, appreciative of. Because what we focus on expands. Human beings don't complain, do they? Never. Never. (laughs) Never ever do we complain. We're always happy with what we have. Yes. In the most ideal world. Can't wait for that moment. (laughs) 2021 is coming. (laughs) Before we end, I just want to just just take two minutes to just go over a couple different modalities just because I think they're so unique and I want to make sure that people know that they're part of your toolbox that you share with your clients. Um, The focus wheel. Yes, the focus wheel is just to get you into into the swing or the momentum of what you're wanting. So it, that that is a law a, a law of attraction tool. And if you think of a clock, right, a clock, twelve o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock. So in the center of the uh, of the page, you take a page, and in the center you draw a wheel, and you write there what it is you're trying to achieve. And then you draw a big circle around the, the our hands. And on the outside is where you would start with what you're not enjoying. And then on each hour, you will add a little piece to what it is that will add value to achieving the center goal. To get you in alignment, to gain momentum in a positive direction towards your desire. It takes you away from the contradiction. It takes you away from the resistance. It makes you focus on getting your desire because when you ramp when you ramp up the momentum up you're closing the gap mm. when you close the gap fruition occurs so it's just a tool to get you into alignment to match your desire you know what i'm getting from all of this is just how much more powerful humans could be if they were conscious and just 100 100 as simple as that as that sounds but that. Uh, i don't even know if i'm saying this right Paramama? I don't know if I got that right. Reciprocal resetting. Reciprocal resetting. That's a body talk tool that I use because, again, you know, our systems break down. And so there are certain meridian points that if you link. It's like if you go for acupuncture, you know, you've got the needles. And if you do the same thing with tapping or EFT, you were hitting the meridian points, but no needles. So reciprocal resetting is a tool that connects certain body parts 
and again connects all the the hemispheres of the systems that make them work at maximum capacity and how it's a body talk tool kinesiology you, based i love that how do you choose which modalities you're going to work with a client is it just like source you know, and I'm so blessed that I do have lots of modalities and I did start in, in on a physical level and then I worked on other energy bodies and subtle energies before I am now working on the soul level. So I have all this other stuff from my, from my other teachings that I have access to. So when I'm in front of a client and I'm listening to whatever they might have come to me for, first and foremost, I'm looking for the vibration of what they're offering. And then from there, I generally am guided by uh, source energy on which tools to use. And I definitely tune in to that source energy and make sure that source guides me to it. Because I might have an opinion about what I think would work, but source knows way, way better. So my job is to tune in and become the receptive vessel in that moment to the person that I'm working with or the group that I'm working with. I'm never, I try not to speak from the Gita mode. I try to speak from, you know, that channeled part of me at all times. And when I'm, you know, especially when I'm doing an Akashic record reading, I'll make sure to say, this is what I'm thinking. Separate the information that I'm getting from source energy. And so in my law of attraction sessions, et cetera, I'll also make sure that I tune in before I have a session with that client. I do at least two or three check-ins. Like at the beginning of the week, I prepare for all of the clients. Then the day before, I want to check in with their vibration again. Then the minutes before. Because anything, like you said, things are changing so fast. So anything can happen in between. So I want to be up to date on where their vibration is when they come to me. And so that we can work again at maximum capacity. Because I want them to gain benefit in their sessions, you know. Get so some out of it. As we're coming to the end, is there anything that, source wants to share that you're that you're getting downloads of or Gita whoever wants to share <laughs> well let's ask source since we're always you know like I said thinking is passe and I don't like to make decisions anymore I've become a lazy person I'm from an A-type corporate personality too I just want to tune into source and have source give me all the answers so yeah. I'm opposite extreme so I'm just going to see what does source want all of our listeners to hear today Let's check in and just see what is the major message from Source today. So the first thing that I'm receiving is that Source is trying to remind everybody how much they are loved. There's a feeling in the collectiveness that people are forgetting about how much this non-physical presence, the, the, the enormity of this non-physical presence, and the power that this non-physical presence has within us and in our influence in our lives. And the lack of love is that is being felt right now. And Source wants to remind everybody how much they are loved. There's just love pouring down. And I see a huge funnel of white light coming from the heavens above with gold sprinkles in the white light just pouring down on everyone right now on the whole planet on the earth right now there's so much there's so much tension and source is aware of these things because source goes with us wherever we go everyone is experiencing this it's not a certain section or an area of the world everyone is experiencing that 
the source is asking for individuals that are that are reaching for more to lean on this non-physical energy of our loved ones, of our masters, of our ancestors, of our of our um, teachers, the ones that have walked hands before us. They have this knowledge and they're here waiting to serve us. And the one important thing that we need to remember is they're here to help, but we need to ask for the help. They won't interject until it's a dire situation. There are extreme situations where they will interject. But more importantly, we need to know that if you ask, then they intercede and you can get that support. So just taking a moment, everybody, doesn't matter where in your day, but making it your responsibility to just take a moment, even if it is once a day, and tuning into that beautiful love feeling from inner being, that connectiveness of source energy. And if you, the more you do it, of course, the bigger that feeling grows. So I still think there's more from source. And the second message that I'm getting is that all is well. And I know that we, many, many humans will, that are listening to this will think, oh my God, how can we be saying that things are well? when our political climate or our environmental climate or the protest, there's so many external factors that I could call forward right now. But it is not our job to focus on things that are unpleasant. Our job is to focus on standing steady in our vibration. Our job is to turn into the energy and the guidance and look at the things that are only pleasing to us. And the more things that we focus on that are pleasing to us, the more pleasing things that will come into our experience because what we focus on expands. And again, just a reminder that it's also saying all is well because these things that we call bad are also here to serve us in a certain way. Contrast is always here to serve us. So there's no such thing as bad. Therefore, all is well because that thing is serving us in some way, shape, or form. And just because you can't stay in this moment doesn't mean it's not true. So all is well. You can just reach for the feeling of all is well. Those things that we don't think are good that are happening around us right now that we might call bad, all is genuinely well because wellness is our natural state. We came from wellness. We are in oneness and we will return to one. It will always be our natural state. So all is really well. That is so powerful. Thank you for that. What can we expect next from you in the last couple months of 2020 going into 2021? <laughs> for some reason, I'm seeing some seeing like a, a workshop or something. That's just the, what I'm getting. I don't you know, know on I, the right track, um, but I just, I think we need it. Maybe I'm just asking for it, but just yes. I mean, that's a download. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many people asking for it there's a very low percentage of people who are doing soul work there are a lot of people doing energy work but the ones that are ready for soul work you know that's a bigger dimension that fifth dimension when you're residing there all the time that's the kind of workshop that i want to work on next because we humans can vacillate when it suits us. Well, I want to be playful right now and play with energy and go into the 5D lane. But then when things get tough, we revert back to the old practiced habits of negative thinking. And so I'd love to put together a workshop about 
teaching how to live in every minute of every day in that 5D reality and moving away from that 3D reality. And, you know, I've been doing webinars every month for God knows how many years. And so when COVID started, it didn't really change for me because I still do one topic a month based on law of attraction. And I'm also extending into the hot seat experience. For those of you who know what hot seat is, is where you can come on the stage. So you just say whatever is on your mind and what it is you want to clean a vibration uh, up on. And then I help you navigate through that using universal laws. And I've been doing a lot more of those kind of workshops recently because people are needing more fine-tuning or guidance on their own individual situations instead of just a generic topic like how do I get a relationship? How do I attract money? I've done those over and over again. So now I'm more, more in the mode of empowering individuals and the collective that comes to those webinars and hot seat experiences, everyone that is gathered their gains benefit from it. If you're ever in a group situation, you're going to get something from that as a collective energy. It's always only those who are in the vicinity of it that will attend or register for those workshops. So that's what I'm working on next is that 3D, 5D. And I'm also working on um, a CD and a book. <laughs> Will that be for 2021? Everything that we need to remember about law of attraction in one place, you know, because we know all these things exist, but to have it in one place is going to be beneficial, like a little guidebook that I want to put together. Because like I said, I mean, you can get it anyway, YouTube, Google, there's so many avenues on which information is coming to us, podcasts, TED Talks. But I want to put this in for my clients. It started with a part of mostly for my clients. Of course, anyone out there is more than happy to, you know, have that because knowing this will also make you, let's say you know nothing about the universe or how it works or how to get into the flow of it or what law of attraction is. If you pick up the book and you read a bullet point, it will invoke a thought process within you. And then your curiosity will be like, well, I wonder what that means. Like you said, what is the part of, you know, least resistance and most allowance, that made you think about something, right? So when you read like well-being is my natural state and all is well, all is well is such a common term, but do you really know what those words mean? So it's going to invoke some thoughts within you, which will open an investigation and a curiosity. And the highest form of non-resistance is curiosity and humor. So I'm hoping to invoke some thoughts and open some people's minds by putting my little book out there and just um, the CD will be based on some soothing law of attraction information. So for anybody, we're going to put this in the show notes as well. But for anybody that is wants to learn more about working with you now on like a one-on-one basis, um, it's at guidedbygita or guidedbygita.com. Uh, yeah, guidedbygita.com. Yes. And all of those names were from source. When I put my website together, it was amazing that every word was just channeled, every picture, everything, every inch of setting up the soul level living, which, which is my tagline and my business brand line. You know, that all came from source. I honestly did not effort on anything. All of that information, what to call myself, the title, Transformational Guide, Holistic Healer, every single thing, even the words soul level living. And in the beginning, it didn't make that much sense to me, but my (laughs) commitment was to just follow the nudges. And as the years have gone by, my heart just warms up because it makes so much sense to me based on what I'm teaching. Like it makes, like it's perfect. 
in perfectness. It's it's just like the best unfolding that I've ever witnessed. That's like when I remember when I had told you when I had done my website this summer, it's just like everything just kind of just streamed out of me. And I, don't, and I think I had mentioned to you that I don't even think I could go back and redo it. And that, yes, that's you when you said that it was from source. It wouldn't come out the same. It's guided by sources, energy, and words. And when you call the energy of source, whether you are going to have a talk with somebody, you know, calling calling the energy of the divine or summoning the energy of the divine will guide the right words, the right feeling out of you to inspire a change within the next person or to elicit a, an outcome that you really want to experience. You know, this is where that choice thing comes in. And born in freedom, I can choose to tune in soft or not. That's the only, you know, people talk about free will. There's no such thing as free will. The free will is, do I tune in or do I not tune in? After somebody listens to this, if they haven't decided to tune in, then <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> well, my wish is that every single person becomes conscious in every minute of every day. Like you said, you know, well, life would be so much easier when everybody is more conscious, right? Yes. So I do wish my personal dream is that I could give this blue pill of the secret formula to every single person. I really wish I could. I honestly, that would be my 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 desire for myself to, to be able to empower every single person because there's such peace, there's such freedom when you understand the flow of the universe, when you understand the universal laws. There's just so much freedom and peace that comes over you. There's something that you cannot articulate in words. And when you access that infinite wisdom space, when you have access to it, it's something you cannot describe in words. Because non-physical is that that beautiful, that enormous, that words don't do it any justice. And the human mind can't even interpret it until you experience it. Honestly, I, I don't even know what to say. You're just so incredible. And I'm so humbled that you come on, came onto the podcast and shared with us. And I just, I can't wait for everyone to listen to this. And, you know, there's like 7 billion people on the earth. So you can likely get to everybody with your with your mission because you know the, the world is changing because of yes. you and people like you so thank you so much for yes being and change so is constant you know we have to understand that the one thing that is constant is change everything is in flux so when you're looking at a negative situation you think oh my god what did i get myself into or something is so bad no that in the click of a button one thought your whole life can change. And that's such a magical power that we have, just reaching for one thought, one better feeling thought, incrementally. I love that. People are going to listen to this and you're just going to give them so much hope regardless of where they are. Yes, come and find me. I'll be happy to guide you. I'm so honored to have been chosen to be part of your podcast. And this is my first podcast, my lad. So, really? Oh yeah, my God, I'm totally humble. Not on platforms, but podcasts I haven't done. And I was just telling my sister this morning, this is my first one. She said, I thought you've done like a million because I'm all over the place, like, you know, in all sorts of formats. Um, and I do run a support group, which, you know, since COVID started, we haven't had it because it's an in-person support group. And I run many projects in the community. And that's also something, Laura, that I want to get give back you know, um, up and running. I'm trying to figure out how do we do this now that people are not comfortable with being in person, you know? So I'm working on that as well because um, giving back to the community is an important part for me, you know, not only in my upbringing where we, where we taught to give back and seva and being a yogi, you know, we learn about giving back, but 
giving giving is so important you know it's it's the balance between that receiving and giving and i know that not everybody may be able to um access me or afford my sessions so if you're ever just stuck and need something i'll be more than happy to just give on even if it's just helping you reach for that next thought or put some perspective or help you shift uh, of course no charge you know i'm more than happy to help anybody who's really stuck because that's why i'm being given these gifts and what's the use of having them and then not being able to use it to empower others so i don't want you people to feel like oh my god i don't have access to enough things because abundance is everywhere and everyone has access to abundance and honestly just even just you know following you and messaging you on on instagram um somebody could you know you give so much incredible value Yes, my post. I mean, I always say to my clients, you know, I know a lot of people don't go to our websites, but we do need digital footprints. But the juicy tidbits are in this po- in the posts on social media, and it's because a client or somebody is experiencing it, or I may be experiencing it, that I make these posts. These are based on real life. My posts are based on real life situations. So if a client comes to me and says, "I'm struggling to understand what this is." then if you don't understand it there's somebody else out there who doesn't understand it yeah. so i always try to make posts on real life situations and all of my teachings are based on how do i incorporate this in my day to day minute to minute life when my boss is difficult when my kid is difficult when i'm not getting peace at home when i can't communicate with my husband um uh, doesn't matter what the topic is if it's made up in if it comes into your real life your daily life whatever your daily life is made up of law of attraction can be used there to shift it into a better improved condition that vortex energy is available all the time and i can show you that's why it's guided because i can't get you into the i can guide you on how to getting into the vortex i can guide you on how to build a relationship with your inner being therefore it's guided by me but your inner being is the ultimate infinite wisdom thank you so much i have to get to you Definitely, I hope it gets people thinking. I hope it makes them understand that there's leverage and energy and people will be, I mean, people are li- literally hungry and thirsty for relief. And so this, this, putting this out there will benefit. And if, even if we just reach one person and it changes their lives, you know, then that's how we go about doing it as light workers we know that we we just do it one person at a time one thought at a time one action at a time one step at a time and you know i do everything from shamanic work to hands on healing to readings to channeling to explaining in a theoretical or conceptual version so i'm blessed to have access to all of these modalities i must have done something right in my other lives No, we're blessed to have you because I agree with you. I I don't feel that there's ever one forty one in history of maybe maybe since nine eleven, but maybe I don't even think as much then as now that people are just craving to just heal and unite and just come from a place of love and and um, servantship and just you know unity and just love of over other people regardless of you know gender and race and sexual um preference i just i really feel that we're in a time right now that people are just craving that yes and you know you said earlier is there a message from source or gita and i have a message for myself i would really really like 
for people to understand that these times are stressful. Yes, it's the most obvious statement, but maybe tune into a little bit more compassion right now because people are struggling. So be a little bit more patient. Be a little less re- reactive. Just cut people some slack. Just back off a little bit. Just take that edge up because it will be so much easier if we could just extend that little bit of compassion to people from the human perspective. I really want to say people be, be a little bit more compassionate. Tune into that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank I'm so you by your presence. Thank you everyone for joining and be sure to share this episode with any woman that is ready to rise. And we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Let's rise up goddesses. Mm-hmm.